until this set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until this set is Good day everyone, good day, good day Oh man, is it a good day whether we're catching you in the beginning of your day, when you're getting up, getting ready to start it, doing your prayers, asking God to guide you, lead you, and direct you to start the day off. Or we catch you midday when you've been through a few things, maybe learned something, went through a few trials, so forth, and letting God have the victory and just getting through the midday crisis. Or you're ending your day and you are slowing down with the family maybe had some dinner um, watching some TV relaxing whatever the case may be reflecting on what you learned and what you went through however we catch you you are now tuned in to the blue book presented to you by C rip ministries and hosted by your boy blue Oh my goodness, are we moving forward in things today, before and after. Uh, one thing I want to stress to everyone, you know, I myself am from the 80s and I see how I was raised and how my parents showed me, my grandparents showed me. And I've watched the, 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 the centuries go by, decades go by, um, and I've seen the change in how people react and conduct themselves. And this year, this year specifically on the 7th of May 2020 has been an all-around complete social and culture shock it has not only changed the way you do things but it's going to remain that way we are in for a very major change in lifestyle culture regimen um, how you flow your life and flow your day these things will be changing permanently as we've learned a major lesson um, however you chose to go about dealing with this pandemic hopefully most if not all have spent, spent some time with God some time with their faith implemented it in some way shape or form uh, but in the long run there is a lesson to be learned about how we conduct our lives, how we continue to maintenance our lives, our families. And now they say uh, cleansiness is next to godliness. Well, if this hasn't showed us that we definitely need to clean up our act, I don't know what will. This is definitely a wake-up call to that. But we need to... Um, take all this into the memory bank and know that 
we need to take care of ourselves, take care of our families and our loved ones. That's definite. Um, today's message is about how great and awesome God is. Uh, he is so much to us and has so much love for us. Um, it's, it's, it's unparalleled anything else you can possibly go through. But before we get into all that, let's get into our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. Fantastic. So, the great and awesome God. We're going to actually be in the Old Testament this, this message. Okay? So, if you have your Bibles, whether it's on the desktop, laptop, iPod, iPad, Android, Apple, or just the good book itself, turn to Nehemiah. Yes, tongue twister. Nehemiah. N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H. Nehemiah. Uh, it's, af it's after Zariah, Zariah and before Job. Okay, specifically, it's going to be on page 345 in the Amplified. Okay? If you go onto your, your computers and you put in NEH, I'm sure it'll pop up Nehemiah. We're going to be in the first chapter of Nehemiah. And we're going to be in the fifth verse. So it's chapter Nehemiah 1.5. So, so we're going to be in. Okay. Nehemiah 1.5. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. Okay. So. Before we get into the word. We pray over the word. That's how we do it in the blue book. We pray. And ask God to do what he does. So Father. I come to you right now. Asking you. And thanking you. With the word. Our meat and potatoes, our diet, our the way we see things. We ask you to articulate and have, help us comprehend what you want us to know in this message. We thank you for having this opportunity to be able to read the word, soak it in, and get our spiritual diets on. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Enlighten our minds. Lead us, guys, and direct us in your ways and your word. And the Holy Spirit flow. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. So, Nehemiah 1.5. In the Amplified. Now, the Amplified is for me. Okay? I have, I, I have been eating the word from the, from the Amplified for 20 some years now. Okay? That's the one I choose to get my spiritual diet from. Whatever version you read, God bless you. I myself believe there is no wrong version of this Bible unless it's not written according to the 66 books that God has specifically put out. But I myself feel that whatever version helps you digest the word best, have at it. Why I'm reading from the Amplified. So here we go. Nehemiah 1:5. And I said. O Lord God of heaven, the great and, ter and the great and terrible God, 
who keeps covenant, loving kindness, and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandments. Well, that is very interesting. And I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God. Hmm. That's interesting. Let's see what it says in other. Okay. So, the Amplified says great and terrible. NIV says great and awesome. So does the ESV. So does the KJV. Oh, KJV says great and terrible God too. Okay. And then the CSB says great and awe-inspiring God. So I'm not sure what they're trying to mean there. That's very interesting how this has got great and terrible. Uh, that's what it says, terrible. Okay, so. What we are trying to convey in this is the mere fact is that, okay, let me see if I understand what God's telling me. Great and terrible. There are things that God does that we don't like. Okay? You're not going to like everything God does. Because you're not God. You're not going to agree with everything God does. Um, whether it's a... Whether we, we... We... Strategize God as... Mother Nature doing things. Or... You know, like right now the pandemic. Okay? God is involved in this pandemic by putting ministers on the computers and the TVs and, and we're staying home with our children. There are people out there who recognize that God is in this in the background. We who don't we who are so fast and so geared, high geared in life have missed many days, moments, years, and lifetimes with our children, with our our families, because we'll go to get up, go to work, come home, get up, go to work, come home, get up, go to work, go home. We have one hundred percent lost family value when when it's all hustle, 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 hustle. What's the difference between hustle and grinding? Okay, what is it? Grinding is steady working at a pace and always looking for the 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 promise in it hustling you're never stopping yeah grind, hustling grinding never stop either or but but hustling you're always trying to make the dollar you're always trying to make the dollar you're always trying to make it you're either trying to sell anything you're hustling 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 hustle it never stops you you're you're chasing your tail okay grinder is taking time and just working out a situation and and just going about it day by day, just grinding it out, just going through it and letting God also do handle his business. I don't believe God isn't a hustle. God's not a hustle. I don't hustle God. I grind for God. Hustling God is like a sales pitch. Okay, there's no one that should be sales pitching God. Or Jesus or the Holy Spirit for that matter. You shouldn't be hustling God. You should be grinding for God. Doing things he wants you to do. Helping people out. Doing it for the glory. I made a decision in my life after getting reacquainted with the Lord some time ago. About probably about uh, almost a month now. 
Okay, roughly in that area. I that if I can't do it for the glory of God, I don't want to do it. I want the glory of God to shine through whatever I do. Now, that could be in all areas. Work, my my home, my music life, all areas. But I've chosen to do it for the glory of God. I want God to be glorified in everything that I do. Because why not do it that way? Why not let God have the glory? It's not me anyway. I'm just, I'm just doing it for, God, for what God's given me. Okay, so I grind for God. I don't hustle God. I don't hustle. I grinding, like, like the Nipsey Hussle song, I grind all my life. Grinding, grinding, grinding. I That's what I do. Okay, I grind for God. Whether I work, whether I'm at home, whether I'm doing something on the music end, I am grinding for God. Okay, that is the importance of what's going on right now with this pandemic, is that people have hustled themselves so far into this nothingness that God put the brakes on it. Okay, he has put you in a position to where you have to deal with your family. You have to deal with the kids. You, you know, kids are out of school. You have to deal with that. Okay? I always say, I'll deal with it. I'll, I'll figure it away. Yeah, because you're going to have to. You had children. You have animals. You have a home. You have, yes. And, and God has, has really showed how, how much we rely on making money and not glorifying Him. That's another thing that's really bugging out. Is that... God has shown how much people care so much about the money and not enough about God. And that's exactly what I said on the last message about trusting people. You know, uh, trust, uh, putting trust in a man is a curse. You should trust God that, that, that whatever happens with who you trust, God's going to help them. Okay, I don't need to earn your, you don't need to earn your trust with me. You need to earn your God with me. Okay, people get that twisted all the time. Okay, man cannot be trusted because we're going to fail. We're going to fail terribly. Okay, now you're going to say, well, why, why do we even trust? Well, trust God that whoever you put a, a, a responsibility to, or a promise on, or whatever you did, that God is going to help them fulfill it for you. God's looking out for you. You're looking out for you're looking to God and say, "Hey, I've trusted this person to do this, but I trust you to help that person. So I don't want to trust them. I want you to do, help them." Now I don't care what they believe or not. That's irrelevant. It, it, this is operational faith. It has got nothing to do with whether they believe in Him or not. It has to do with your faith in God that He's going to get. He's going to help that person help you. You understand? So same thing with this here. We have grunt, we have hustled God's our life so much. We hustled God out of it and helped and brought money into it. Like, okay, money is all that matters. Well, yeah, it it it's, it helps. Money is a necessity to buy things of necessity. Okay, but it's not God. And too many people have made the hustle God and not the grind. Okay. So, the point I'm trying to make is, if I understand what God is telling me properly, the terrible part is how you feel about Him 
after the greatness. Okay, we all know God is great, but we look at tragedy and things of, of, of a catastrophic nature to be terrible. And that's the part of God that we don't like, is the terribleness. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why do kids get killed? Why do school shootings? Why all this? And we think it's a terrible thing because we think God's involved in it. But we have to, what we must understand is that God, this land is ran by evil. God is in the background. God, is something, he's not going to put himself up for you because he don't need to. God has to be seeked, not sought. You know what I'm saying? You seek for God, you get him, and you ask him into your heart. Evil is right there in front of you. It's like a convenience. It's right there for you. It's too easy. Evil is too easy. And the, what's, what's the old saying we, we say all the time? If it's too easy, it isn't worth it. If you don't work for it, why get it? That is that is like the number one thing I hear a lot. Nothing, nothing free... Nothing that comes easy is worth it. Well, there's blessings. I mean, you got to recognize when God helps you out. But what you have to understand is that when it comes to this passage, great and terrible God, why does he use the word terrible? Because people classify him great and he's, he's great, but he also does things that are not cool. Is God using Mother Nature to rectify situations? He said he was going to. Did he not say in the word in Revelation there's going to be plagues, there's going to be sickness, there's going to be wars, there's going to be all this happening? What, what part of that did you skip over? Did you skip over that part when you read it? God needs to rectify the situation. God needs to show you he's God. Because God isn't Jesus. Theoretically. He is, but he isn't. Jesus is his son, that of his mediator, but God does what God wants to do regardless, because Jesus, right, Jesus is now his right hand, so his son's there. But God can do what he wants when he wants to do it. He did it with Noah, and then he did it with Jesus. This would be the third time. Do you, under, do you, do you not understand this, this, this philosophy? Okay? When God created the earth and they ate from the tree and all this stuff happened and it went on and on and on and on, he told Noah, hey, well, he told, he first told Moses of the law. Everyone was running free, had no direction. So God brought down the law to Moses. Moses writes the Ten Commandments out and says, here's the rules that God wants us to follow. Okay. So those rules that are supposed to be the holy rules, the rules of God. You had to have some structure. You can't just let everyone run everywhere. And it didn't work very well. Turn into a religion because not everyone wants, you know, the restriction of, of God. Everyone turns into religion now. Now we have the Holy of Holies and all this other garbage going on. So he tells, okay, well, I, I, this is getting out of hand. This is getting way out of hand. This is too much. I, I, you guys just lost your noodles. So Noah comes up and he says, okay, Noah, build this, build this big boat. And then when I tell you to... Put everything I tell you on this boat and then close these doors and that's it. So everyone that's not on this boat is going to perish. And that's what happened. Built the boat. People thought it was crazy. Everyone thinks you're crazy until the rain comes. It's going to rain. No, it ain't. Boop. Oh. 
I've been saying this too about other things regarding this pandemic. I've been putting things out though. You're you're just a doom and gloom kind of guy. No, I'm just telling you the truth. I'll tell you what God gives me. Don't like it too bad. I'm not saying it for you to enjoy it. I'm saying it for you to understand it. The difference between enjoying and understanding. See, enjoying it is giving you sugar-coated lips. The, 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 the sprinkle sugar all over my words. That sugar-coating thing, that's entitlement. That's all that other nonsense, okay? I'm giving you the truth. I'm giving you what God gives me. So if Noah's sitting there telling you, hey, it's going to rain, we're going to have a big problem on our hands, ah, you're a boy full of it. The boat's huge. Oh, this boat's huge. Why'd you build that? It's a crazy building thing in the middle of the desert. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. Until that rain came and he got on the boat and said, hey, now you're done. Close that, that drawbridge, what happened? Everyone's out there in the water screaming, let me on now because now they realize that he was right and they were wrong. And what happened? He cleaned off the earth. From, and, uh, he cleaned everything off except for that boat, except for the ark. Okay, all, all the everything dried up, everybody come off, and they redid life again. So Noah really is the father of the second, of the first, of the first coming. Okay, so that goes on, blah blah blah. All that happens. Okay, all these centuries going, all this all comes. Okay, and God now realizes, hey, these people still ain't getting it. I cleaned it off, took care of all the nasty. Horrible life, horrible earth. Took it all of it, and you're still not getting it. You still can't. You're, hell is going to be overran. There's going to be way too many people in hell. Way too many. So what do you do? I'm going to meet you guys eye to eye. I'm going to bring someone down that's going to be able to walk with you. That's me that can walk with you. The second coming. Boom. Jesus comes in. Okay? Born of a, born of a virgin. The Father is God. Comes in. 33 years of life to teach you how to get your head out of your out of your rear end. Okay? Realizes he has to be the one that takes all the sin of the earth. Okay? So the sin of the earth wasn't bad then. It, well, imagine what it was back then. Okay? Sin had to be just in, in, impossible. Okay? So Jesus realizes that he now has to be the sacrificial lamb of the whole body of sin. Okay, he does that. Dies on the cross. Then he realizes, okay, well, I gotta resurrect out of this because people need to understand that I am the I am. Resurrects out of the out of the out of the tomb and walks around for ninety days. Showing everybody he's real. Okay? That's the second time God has 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 done something. He didn't want to kill everybody like he did last time. So he meets you eye to eye. People are still going to hell. People don't believe they're still going to go to hell. Whatever. But he does that and tries to do it through redemption. Well, I'm not going to clean this earth up again right now because I just it's too much. So we're just going to bring our Savior down. So he does. We're at a time now in 2020 where it's getting bad. Okay, people are losing their minds. People don't know what in the world they're doing. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, now the revelations in the Bible, way in the back of the book, the last book, there are things that are said to happen, prophecies being fulfilled. Okay, sicknesses, plagues, and then once we get the wars going, then we're really going to be in, in trouble. There's already stuff coming out that that's just said that's going to happen. We're in the end times. I thought we were in the end times 20 years ago. No, we're in the end times now. This is it. We are starting to, we're beginning the end of all of this nonsense. Okay? 
point being that's the terrible part of God is what we feel he's doing that's not within what we think God is not merciful Jesus is merciful God isn't if it wasn't for Jesus we wouldn't have mercy I don't think people truly understand that it, Jesus is the only reason we have mercy God is not mercy God is just a real pain in the neck either you're going to hell or you're going to heaven and there's nothing in between you 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 have to shed innocent virgin blood in order to get to heaven without Jesus with Jesus he was a sacrificial lamb now if you believe in him and you pray to him and you follow him and you give up everything to be with him you can get to heaven rather than just killing animals all day being crimson and then being the holy of holies and all the other religious stuff that people are doing this is going to be the third time third time okay third time's a charm baby simple as that that's the terribleness of God is what we feel he has done that we don't agree with oh that's terrible God man yeah God God can be God can be a real pain in the neck okay God is not merciful God judges okay a judge shows no mercy a judge just tells you either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it it's the lawyer in the game that makes the mercy he's the one that listens to you or she's the one that listens to you and tries to get sympathy or empathy for what you've gone through to the judge the judge has no empathy the judge doesn't care either you did or you don't do it I mean there's some that had to do but most of the time they don't so that's the terribleness of God who keeps covenant okay so he keeps his covenant brought a rainbow down not gonna flood the earth again simple as that other covenant Jesus is the second covenant the new covenant is Jesus We're not gonna send you hell as long as you believe in Jesus as a second covenant okay third time is not gonna be one third time is gonna be it's it it's over third time is a charm okay first covenant the rainbow second covenant the shedding of the of, of, the, of the Christ Blood of, the, blood of the Christ. Third covenant, not going to be one. That's going to be the end. Loving kindness and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandments. He loves you if you do the righteous thing. And there's been songs and some stuff in, in media that talked about you not being God's child because you're doing things that are not godly. You have to understand the theological principle behind that. Okay. If you are running with evil, you can't be God's. Yeah, God created you, but you're not with God. You're rolling with Satan. The moment you switch, now you've seen a lot of people who have been devout Satanists, evil worshippers, and all that stuff flip it around and become Jesus lovers because they get the real experience. Satan has lied to him all these years and made him act act all kinds of foolish. And then when they finally get Jesus, like, oh, this is the real thing. Well, of course it's the real thing. Welcome home. How you doing? Until you get Jesus, are you with God? No, you're walking away from God. God is not mercy. That's what I'm trying to get conveyed to you guys. God is not the merciful one. Jesus is the merciful one. God judges. Jesus doesn't judge you. Jesus welcomes you. 
it's God that that's a, that's the real pain in the neck. So when it talks about God and Nehemiah here being terrible and what and He only loves you if you love Him. Jesus is the reason for everything to be okay in your life. Man, I don't understand how people do not understand the concept of Jesus Christ. He, Jesus strong, Jesus loving, Jesus everything. He is the only reason most of us are going to go to heaven because of him. His sacrifice, his, his time on earth, his 33 years made all our lives beautiful. Because once you believe in him and you get the real thing and you get the stuff going on, then you get love. Jesus does not hate anyone. Jesus can't, can't hate. He, he's, he's the love of all loves. God took his loving kindness and put it into Jesus and brought it down. God has, God has this, 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 this wall of toughness around him. He has to judge every single human being on this earth when you die. No matter if it's one at a time or 20 at a time. He judges every single one. Is that love? Judging is loving judge? No, no, no. That God only extends it when you extend it okay now we fear him or we respect him because because that is he's the creator we respect him for the creator and we love him for the creator but we don't necessarily understand that concept of it because it's beyond us his foolishness is smarter than us his weakness is stronger than us you understand that so we can't comprehend in our carnal minds how god can do this that's why jesus came down to, to for, for us to understand the logic of it he put it in parables he put it here he put it there for us to understand what god is trying to convey to us that's why that's so important and God did say, I am. He, Jesus did say a few things that, that are definite. But he explained things. And let you come to your own conclusions. He didn't just tell you. He explained it in illustrate, verbal illustrations. So you would understand. And yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, it makes your brain work a little bit. That's just, you know, it makes your brain work. Okay? So, the mer so. He keeps co covenant, loving kindness, and mercy for those who love him and keep his commandments. You love him, he hooks you up. Simple as that. Okay, so let's go. Let's see what else is here. About. All right. So, NIV, then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his commandments of love with those who love him and keep the commandments. NIV version. ESV, English Standard Version. And I and I said, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. KJV, you already know they use the word the great and terrible God that that kept commandments for mercy of those who love him and, and, and observe his commandments. NLT says, I said, said I then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his, co his co covenant and unfailing love with those who love and obey his commandments. And the CSB says, I said, Lord, the God of heaven, great and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious co covenant with those who love and keep his commandments. Okay, so you got a few different variations of how they're explaining it. The terrible part is only in the KJV and the Amplified so far. 
Okay, so the American Standard Version also uses that. Um, and said, I beach thee, O Jehovah, the God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that kept covenant and long kindness of them who love him and keep his commandments. So you must understand the great and terrible. Terrible in a way that we don't understand him. Okay, we don't understand how he does these things. We think of negativity or, or, or disasters or anything like that that goes on as being terrible acts of God. Okay. Yeah. They're terrible. Nothing God, nothing that God does to punish us is great, is good. Okay, it's a learning lesson. But it's also terrible. It's a terrible situation. Okay. Okay, the, the Bible in basic English, the BBE, and said, O Lord, the God of heaven, the great God, great to be feared, keeping faith and mercy for those who have loved him and are true to his laws. Okay, the common English Bible, the CEB, I said, God of heaven, great and awesome God, you are the one who keeps covenant and is truly faithful to those who love and keep your commandments. Okay. The complete Jewish Bible, the CJB. I said, please, Adon, God of heaven, your great and fearsome God, who keeps his... Do you see him talking about fearsome, powerful, awe-inspiring, whatever? It's one of those things where you have to understand the concept of what they're trying to say. This is a fearsome. This is translated fearsomely. We know he has power when he when he when he displays it. It becomes something different that we we don't understand because we're not God. Okay. Now the the Darby version translation the D D B V D B Y says, "I beseech thee, Jehovah, great of God of heavens, the great and terrible God." It goes terrible again. Um. That's here, here good. Okay, the good news translation, the GNT. Lord God of heaven, you are great. We stand in fear of you. You're faithful and keep your commandments to those who love and command you. We stand in fear of you. We know that you can do things. We know that you can make things happen and not always for our benefit. But Jesus, that's the crazy thing about it. We know that you can do what you want. And why we still play with you, I really don't know. The Good News Translation, the GNTA. Good Lord of Heaven, you are great and we stand in fear of you. We're walking down that road of fear again. Respect and fear. We got to understand the difference. And that they use it in those ways. Um, okay, here we go. The Jubilee Bible, 2000. J-U-B. And said, I beach... I beach the O Lord God of heaven, strong, great, and terrible, who keeps his commandments. Strong, great, and terrible. We're down that road again with the strong and great part. And then terrible again. Okay, the King James Version we know already has it. Um, let's see here. Okay, the simple, the Gnetic Bible. So then said, I nay, I pray thee, O Lord of heaven, the mighty, the great, and terrible, keeping the covenant and the mercy of those who love him to those that keep his commandments. Okay. The New Century Bible says that the, N in the NCV says, 
Lord God of heaven, you are a great God who is to be respected. That's what I'm looking for, the respected part, not just feared. You're loyal and you keep your your, your agreement to, to, with those who love you and obey your commandments. It's a little bit better translation, I like that one better. This one, the international version, reader's version says, You are a great and wonderful God. Okay, the Revised Center Version, the RSV. And I said, O God, Lord of, of heaven, the great and terrible God who keeps his commandment and steadfast love for those who love him and keep his commandments. Read back now and wrote again, terrible again. Same thing with the Revised Version again, same thing. Okay, the Third Millennium Bible says the great and fearsome God. Okay, the Webster, the Webster's top Bible, the WBT, says the great and terrible God again. Okay, the White Cliff Bridge is pretty, is pretty wordy. And I said, I beach thee, Lord God of heaven, that, that art strong, great, and fearful, that kept covenant and mercy with them that love thee, and keep thy beest. And I said, beach thee, Lord God of heaven, who art strong, and great, and fearful, and who kept covenant and mercy with those who love thee, and who keep the, thy commandments. Whole lot of words for one thing. So I surely hope that the understanding of the great and awesome God who preserves the covenant and loving kindness for all who love and keep his commandments. You, in order for God to do what God does, you got to do what you do. Now, now God does what he wants to do regardless of how you do what you do. But for you to recognize it and be on the same page, you must be into, into that. You must understand that. You guess what I'm saying? It's kind of like pulling the curtains open and seeing what's really going on in here. You don't know what's going on until you actually enter the kingdom. And then you're like, oh, that's what he's trying to say to me. Okay. God is a great and awesome God. When you walk into that, that footsteps, can't go wrong. Okay. But, but understand something. He's the great God. Awesome God. But he is also a God that can do some stuff and I'd rather be on the great and awesome part than the other side of the ball game okay just isn't a good deal I hope this message got to you I hope it helps you um, in your life in your day by day process you can always go back to it listen to it as many times as you want to it's on demand um, any prayers, comments, or questions regarding any of the messages or anything that goes on, if you have something to add to something, something on your heart, something that God's put on your heart, please email us 8lu8ok at gmail.com. Perfectly fine. Email us there. We take everything into consideration. I'm very open to people's comments, concerns, questions, prayers. Definitely we'll have to pray for you. Um, if you don't mind us, we'll, you know, we could talk about certain prayers that may happen that may affect more than one person that would be good to have. Um, and don't forget, we, um, we have now opened up Unity Radio. Unity Radio is an urban-based inspirational station that plays 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. No commercials, no stops. It just continues to play. 
um, and we're always updating and adding stuff to it so definitely tune into that that's going to be at umolv umolv.com so all you gotta do is go in your browser and put umolv.com in the browser you pop it up you'll see this beautiful picture of the world at nighttime there's a little wi-fi uh logo blinking click that blinking logo and you'll go right into the station you have to listen to it as long as you want 24 7 great music great messages it's all inspiring it's all you know just knowledge and very good music of the urban culture so definitely check that out but other than that may god bless you may god bless your family may god bless everyone around this world affected by covid 19 or or else or other we pray for those god please touch them touch the family touch the medical workers touch everyone involved with this um that they get home safely that they can enjoy their families too we need the doctors we need the nurses but we need communion we need family we need that that's the most important okay so fear and respect god follow jesus and let the holy spirit flow through you like a russian river until next time until next time <laughs> and until next time jesus strong Quit. We'll never stop. We'll never drop until he said it's finished. Thought that was it, right?